to digital cocaine. What in the world is that? Digital cocaine, it's your iPad, your iPhone. It could be your computer. It can be um, all kinds of devices mm-hmm. out there today. We're talking with the expert, Brad Huddleston. He works with an organization in Africa. South Africa. South uh-huh. Africa, and it is? The University of South Africa. I'm part of their Bureau of Market Research and its Neuroscience Division. I'm just in collaboration, so... A couple of times a year, I participate and also suggest and recommend research projects based on digital addiction. So the vengeance of the nerds. Remember that? Well, you're too young to remember that. We had a movie that came out years ago, Vengeance of the Nerds. And a nerd used to be, I don't know, I don't know what, why God made nerds. What were they doing back you know, 40 years ago when there weren't computers or 100 years ago? I wonder what nerds did for a living. <laughs> so you officially were a nerd, right? I have a degree in computer science and I also have a, a Bible degree. So a Bible, degree. yeah. I like read double, double had a double whammy there on graduation day. I went through with all the nerds and got that piece of paper. Then I had to quickly break line and go through with all the holy people and get that piece of paper. So I have. And a, this is what you get when you I have combine a diploma those of two. biblical studies. You get a guy that's and, running yeah, around. <laughs> I'm a credentialed minister. Yeah, I've been in ministry well since those years too. So I, I had the digital. You know, God has this thing. A time such as this. You know, it, yeah. I always wondered, why did I waste all that money and time getting the computer thing? And then I wanted to go into ministry, so I went and got that, you know, went to Bible school. And then you look at what has happened when I wrote these books. Yeah. It all converged yeah. 25 years he after knew. the fact. Yeah, he, he just, he's in charge of everything. Being and prepped. He's, he's a good God. Well, it's kind of like George Washington. This guy, do you know that he was a land sa- s- uh, surveyor? So when he was doing the battles later on, he knew, said, hey, you oh, know no, there's a do. hill over here, yeah. there's not a hill over here. <laughs> that's good. I didn't know that, that helped win that. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you know that he had four four uh, gun holes in his in his uh in his in his uh, coat? And and it was either two or three horses were shot from out under him. Yeah. I'm telling you what God had it was his a hand thing. on yeah, that no man. Yep. And then they wanted him to be the president and for a third time he said, No, this yeah. is not a kingship. They wanted to call him king. Yep. King I remember George. that, yep. It's simply amazing. So a man for the hour. Yes. It's amazing how these things come together. Now, we've we've explained to people uh, in some of our other segments about how pernicious, how dangerous uh, that uh, uh, digital cocaine is. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about solutions. Let's do that. How do we, you know, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yep. Now, it's kind of hard, though. You know, it's like if you're an alcoholic, you can stop and yep. you stop. But if you're a food addict, it's dangerous because you still got to eat three times a day at least. Yep. And and no matter what, you came here and we set up. Uh, we had we we had some communications and they were via our smartphones. Right. So you haven't given up your smartphone. Absolutely not. You haven't given up your computer nope. or your four that you have on your desk that I saw. That's right. Okay. So what do we do? Well, it, it took for me a burnout. You know, for some people who are addicts, which I was obviously, it takes a crisis. You have to hit rock bottom. What was your crisis? I burned out. Uh, it's a condition called anhedonia, where you go fully numb. Oh, yeah. Say that word again. Anhedonia. You become, anhedonia. Yeah. The, yeah you had that ro- up on the screen when I saw that's you That's right. Yeah, the, the root of that is hedonism or hedon. That's where we get our word hedonism. Oh, hedonism. Hedonism. Yeah, the constant pursuit of pleasure. Yeah. So when you anhedon, you... And he yeah, you go numb from it. You just you burn out. You you thrill yourself to death, as the book hmm. title suggests from Dr. Archibald Hart, from where I made those brain animations that you saw. But what do you do about it? With parents, let's talk about parents. Parents hear me, and I have a real heart for them because this is scary because they're raising their kids on devices. So let me just throw out a couple of things. What happens 
when you give a child a device when they get cranky and you need to get work done. Mm. You hand them the device and it calms them right down. Very convenient for the parent. But here's the problem. What happens when it comes time to take it away? Mm. Fits, anger, sometimes rage, and they beg to get it back. Those are all signs of true, true addiction. They go into tantrums. Well, that's right. We saw that video on your... Yeah, and you don't need a brain scan to know there's a barrier in there of addiction. So here's what you do. The the parent has to first get rid of their addiction. And they have more control of of their will to do that. If they have to get help, if they have to ask someone to hold them accountable, whatever level they need. But they can get help because you can't help another addict while you yourself are addicted. And most millennial parents are just as addicted as their children. And then the second thing you do is you take the device away and you, you, you allow them to have it for shorter and shorter periods of time until the anger goes away and they can willingly give up the device without any tantrums. Then you'll find out the line for that child. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So this is not rocket science, but it all has to start here. A three weeks, a three week detox. Um, I chronicled the story of little Noah. I don't know if you saw this part. I can't remember which service because I spoke six times from Friday to Sunday. Oh, my word. So there was a a study done on 20. It was documented on the television show 2020 with Elizabeth Vargas, the the news reporter. They showed a neuroscience project where they took uh, Minecraft, which is the number one addictive video game in my opinion, but in all the polls that are shown, it's always in the top five. Minecraft generates a huge amount of dopamine. So kids are playing it like crazy. Now it's sort of Fortnite, the game called Fortnite. But but it's Minecraft still causing a lot of problems. So in this research project, they scanned this child's brain who, was a mi- who played Minecraft, and yeah. it looked horrible. Basically, on the fMRI, there was very little color compared to his brother and sister, who don't play Minecraft, who had lots of color because they were outside playing. Our brains control every part of the body. So the more you're doing, the more color. But with Noah, he did one thing. So he had color only in one part of his brain, and the rest of his brain was suffering. So it left him angry. His cognitive abilities had deteriorated. He was uncontrollable. So they took the game away from him Mm. completely, sent him off to summer camp for three weeks, and they only allowed him to do... Uh, as far as I know, he, he was banned from all electronics for three weeks. And wow. he, at summer camp, you swim, you fish, you yeah. do all those sort of things. I went brought to Camp Wawa, the, They brought Ooh. him back into the lab after three weeks, yeah. rescanned his brain, and, and all of the color came back. Really? See, that's what you do about it. You have hope because everybody's color can come back. But it takes an adult forcing them off of all technology for a minimum of three weeks, and you you reset the brain, and then you come back and you work within the limits that the brain can handle. But i got to be honest, the younger you are, the less it can handle. And so for an adult, Dr. Archibald Hart says, in just one hour's time, your adrenal system is going to get on overload looking at a screen, regardless of the content, and you're going to have these problems. And, and the problems are? Anxiety, anger, agitation, lack of focus, lots of focus issues because your brain has too many chemicals. I wonder if that's why you, when I've all through my life, if I get the flu, you know, you stay home for a day for school or even as an adult and you start to watch TV. But after about four hours, I turn the thing on just, it's like almost like a depression. It's, it's, it's too much. Just, 
I don't want it. Depression. Anymore. You mentioned I, depression. Yeah. Let me let, let me give you the three. The top I got to get symptoms. out and see some sunshine and people. The top three symptoms of digital addiction. Number one, anger. Really. Number two, it's two of them combined that I have found depression. What, what is it? Hold on. What is anger? Anger is unresolved. Well, fear? look, this is a little bit different. Okay. This is when you take the device away from a child and they throw the tantrum. Okay. It's so the number one is, is, anger. is anger. It's anger. Number two, I have found there are two things combined, depression and anxiety disorders combined. And then thirdly is anhedonia, numbing. And the way it manifests itself, video gamers will often withdraw. So they want they they go in their bedroom, shut the door. They want you to bring the food to them. They don't want to come out. Withdraw, yes. Emo- and so they withdraw socially because they're bored with people. They're not generating enough stimulation. So the only way you can keep them calm is to let them keep playing the video games. But if you bring that video, bring them out from that video game, they're going to get angry, very angry. So what do you do about it? You detox them. And with video gamers, it's probably going to take six weeks. And then it, the brain will restore. And to be perfectly honest with you, you know the statement, once an addict, always an addict? Yeah. No more video games. Ever. Really? Not even Candy Crush. Are they <laughs> Candy Crush? I've never played it, but I've heard about <laughs> it. So uh, do, are they cognizant of the fact that they know they're happier than they were? Hey, yes. They're, they're going, the kid's going, hey, we're going to go play kickball or we're going to go play baseball or something. Yes. They are aware of that. Yes, but there's a problem. Everybody has a phone. All of their friends oh, and their network yeah. are playing games. Yeah. And the pressure is just oh, too word. much. So we're in a mess. We're in a mess. We, we are in an absolute mess. And those who cope the best, I find, the Christian community, is the statistics within the Christian community that I deal with, because I do a lot of secular work and Christian work. Okay. And in schools, it's more secular than Christian. Yeah. But what I find is the Christians have the potential to – cope with this better because theoretically or biblically it's not a theory but biblically we should be a community where we rely on each other and you won't have to worry about if you send your kids to somebody else's house that they're going to end up playing video games but that's not the case now but theoretically we should have a homogenous ethos biblical worldview where we we look at all addiction and go you know what we're just not going to be addicted now christians are addicted but I'm saying, biblically, we've got some work to do because we're in sin. If you want to, let's just call it what it is, because we're we're addicted, and and we know better. We, that's a sickness that we're bringing upon ourselves, and our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't be. We should be taking better care of ourselves, but we don't. We, we're just as addicted. So well, I you re- know how you have a bad movie. You have one of these. Not, it, not a bad movie. I mean, a movie. You know, and you, all of a sudden, these aliens are taking over the world, and it's getting worse and it's getting worse, and they're taking over human bodies, and it's all there's yeah. no hope. It's going to end. But all of a sudden, you find out that there's uh, they're, they're they're allergic to uh, <laughs> the rain, and the rain comes, yeah, and yeah, they all die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so is there any possibility that if you want to know the truth, the only thing that's going to cure this are those who choose to do the right thing, Mm. which is a remnant, a small group of people. And there are people such as myself who have made a decision, a Mm. conscious decision. So I traded in all that bad health and overweight for what you see now. And I substituted screen time. For now, that. W- at the beginning today, though, I came up with an idea. What was that idea about a book you could do on what? Yeah, yeah. Where I talk about my journey on how I got healthy in 
forsook all the uh, how I lost the weight, how I burned the fat, how I. Yeah, but there was something specifically really excited me. I thought it was a great idea. But, but the other thing that is going to have to happen is the electricity to go out. Well, that is going to be the next well, warfare, you, isn't it? Well, it I mean, is, yeah. But that would do us a favor in one area. It would cause a lot of problems. Well, you know, we had the hurricanes down here. Yeah. And there all are the, stories all about the, that. All of, I'm sudden, sure. all of a sudden, you get to know your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got gas. Yeah. They have electricity. You have the gas, but they have the frozen fish, which is going to get unthawed because of the refrigerator. So you learn to get You get together get and you help each other. That's right. You know, but I'm saying, you I know, mean, my neighbor. Ted Copper uh, wrote that book, When the Lights yeah. Go Out. It, it's yeah. very plausible. Oh, Ted saying, Koppel. Ted Koppel wrote a book called when, It's Not a Matter of If, But When. He interviewed all the government officials in the U.S., and that's why the, and we're so reliant on all FEMA is starting to tell everybody, you know, make sure you got your emergency packs. You know, they talk about hurricanes and stuff, but it goes beyond that. But, you know, these reports are being issued about our fragile grid and all this. The only thing I'm saying is, look, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. The only thing I'm saying is one good thing about that, if God were to allow that to happen, is... We would all detox, and so there would be riots in the street for three weeks. But after that, <laughs> after that, he may We want digital! <laughs> we, want, we must have our digital! They will, though. It's a drug. They're going to freak. Take, take the device away from a video gamer and watch them freak. Now, you imagine that with all the gamers that we have and the social media addicts in our culture and society. I've never played one game. Yeah, Except well, Pac-Man. Well, there are a lot of people who have, though. And they are, and they're doing it to excessive amounts, and they're going to have I hear a they out. have conventions now, and people win prizes, Look, awards. That's Look, that's old news. Let me tell you the new news. What's Many the of them news? are wearing adult diapers so they don't have to go to the toilet. Oh, come on. I'm not, honey, my wife's in here, and she keeps me oh, honest, okay? On. Does she look like she's honest compared yes. to me? Okay. Am I lying? Yeah, they, they, that's our big thing now. Because if they get up, they lose points the longer they're gone. So what do they do? They stack, stockpile food around them, and they put adult diapers on, and for two days they go in their diaper or more or less. But, yeah, uh, you, you look stunned, Rhett. You absolutely look stunned. You're Jeez. awake now. You're starting to drift on me, but you are fully awake, and I am not oh lying to you. Oh, my God. Yeah, adult diapers on purpose. What's that? There's been deaths. That's why there's a curfew in South Korea now. That's the most wired nation on earth. And there was this gaming, they have call them bongs, but gaming cafe where they're very popular there. Yeah. And they have the best internet in the world. This kid is in there gaming. He died. He gamed three days straight and he dehydrated and his heart stopped. So he slumps over. And after a while, they realized it. And the place is jam packed with all these kids gaming. The emergency people came in, roped it off, as they do with the tape. The body's there. The other gamers looked, and this is what shocked them. They looked, and then everybody went back to gaming. As though nothing was there. The other, the other story that, that pushed the government to have curfews. There was a couple, a young couple, who gave the lady gave birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. They put the baby in the crib. And they would go off at night into the gaming cafe, and they were playing a game. They would leave their real baby unattended, and they would go to the gaming cafe, and they were playing a game, ironically, that you had to nurture, clothe, and feed a virtual baby. And while they were taking care of the virtual baby, their real baby died from neglect. Now, this is documented. I documented the book. And the government then put a curfew. 
It just got out of control. And that's why they put lots of... Do you know how many... Listen to this, Rhett. In South Korea, there are 400 digital detox rehabilitation centers, and they're detoxing children as young as three. It's crazy. Let me ask you this. Yeah, so you're a man of faith. And you Very and I have had so. some, some sort of encounters where we totally trust in a God greater than ourselves. Yes. But yet... We've been talking about the, the the physiological response of all these, you know, electronic devices and stuff. Yes. You know, um, before Stan Lee died, I watched his little TV show sometimes, and, you know, they can take pictures now of molecules within molecules. Mm-hmm. They had one guy on, and he can do any mathematical equation. They brought him among the greatest mathematicians in America. He could still do it. They sent him over to Europe to the top guys in the world. And they, he can do any. He beats them all. Then they took pictures of his brain. His brain's in arrest. It's in arresting mode. What's going on? What happened is the segment of the brain. You know, we have a segment of our brain that. Are you telling yourself to breathe? No, you're doing it. Are you telling yourself to make your heart beat? Okay. So the part for the math was in that section. So he knew every math equation instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't that mean if God wanted to? He could put it all on that side. Look, I don't know if you get a chance. I'd like to take you to the Ocean Grill sometime, famous restaurant. But they have these stone crabs. Well, this, you take the claw and you eat it. In this, it comes cold. And you eat it in this delicious mustard sauce. Really mm-hmm. great. I'm not really a crabber, but those crabs I love. That guy's still alive in the ocean. They only take the one off. They throw it back in. It grows back. Mm. Look at a chameleon. It can change any color from a day glow red to a green to a brown, whatever. To blue, blue. How does it do that? So all things are possible. Yeah. You've got things you take off their legs or their tails, and they grow back. And if so, if God so wanted it. Well, what do you think about this? With this, we're so um, vulnerable to this 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 digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Does it in any way thwart or impede your faith and a power greater? Of course, than it does. Once you become numb with anhedonia. God generates the proper amount of stimulation and dopamine, and once your brain requires large quantities, you become numb toward the things of God as well. And with God, a lot of this is feeling because you can't see him. It's like Billy Graham said. He's like the wind. You can't see him, but you know he's there. And once you become numb, you don't know he's there. Digital Cocaine is the title of the book. His name is Brad Huddleston. H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-N. Digital Cocaine, A Journey Towards Balance. Buy the book. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's a privilege to call you friend now.